Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We have an amazing comedian coming on tonight. He's witty, he's quirky, and he's an extreme talent. His name is Derek Santos, and he was recently on America's Got Talent and reached it to the quarterfinals. So I'll do an intro for him in a few minutes. Um, Just want to introduce everyone to my show. If you are new and tuning in for the first time tonight, I launched the show approximately three years ago because I really wanted to create a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry to help support and promote them. A little bit about my background, I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and one of the things I just really enjoy doing is using my background and interviewing people with my interviewing skills. My other passion is the entertainment industry. Um, I have an album out as a solo artist. I also do some writing for some magazines, and then I, as I mentioned, really wanted to create a show where I could bring people on to support them. Um, Personally, I know how difficult and challenging it can be, you're managing your career on your own in entertainment, and that's why I created this show. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in action. A couple of things I request that people keep in mind is, although I mentioned that I just my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes, and I also want my guests to feel down to earth and be able to discuss whatever they'd like, but just to keep any identifying information, if you're going to share an embarrassing or humiliating story, anonymous, because we don't want to personally uh, put anyone out there. So if you're tuning in right now, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com, and I have some information up in the chat room about Derek, as well as how to call into the show tonight if you would like to call in. And also the other thing was uh, the call number is 805-243-1320. So let me do an intro for Derek. He's joining some of the other amazing comedians that I've had the um, honor and been fortunate to interview. Uh, Tom Cotter was on about a year ago. Jill Matarese, who also was on AGT, uh, AGT this year. Chris Stefano from MTV's Guy Code and uh, Mike Boschetti of the Already Lang Show, Jim Florentine, Don Jameson of VH1's That Metal Show. So please check out the podcast, support all these people on my show, and uh, listen to them. I really do an interesting interview. I'm not someone who just throws out some cookie-cutter questions. You're really going to learn a lot about who these people are and how they got into the profession and learn about who they are as people, not just the fact that they're talented uh, entertainers out there. So let me tell you about Derek, and then we will bring him on. So again, I had the luxury of learning about him because uh, I watch AGT. I'm a big fan of Howard Stern, and uh, he definitely caught my attention right away. He lives in Connecticut, and he's been performing, as he describes it, his own stand-up comedy brand of it for a little over three years. One-liners and an awkward personality make up this enigma wrapped in a conundrum. And as I mentioned, I'm a psychologist, and I love Derek. I love his persona. I love how he presents himself. He's performed all over the East Coast, including Massachusetts, Maine, Connecticut, and New Hampshire. And as I mentioned, if you watched AGT this year, you will know exactly who he is. Um, He's an exceptional talent. He made it to the quarterfinals at Radio City Music Hall. And uh, I'm sure his career is just really going to be taking off now that he's had this opportunity to get himself out there in the short period of time that he's been doing this. 
So please visit him at Derek Santos on Twitter. Follow him, and you can also find him on Facebook uh, by typing in Derek Santos, and that's D-A-R-I-K-S-A-N-T-O-S. So without further ado, let's bring him on because I see him waiting here in the uh, switchboard. Hey, Derek, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on and support you. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Definitely, definitely. So it was, again, as I mentioned in the intro, it was just really great to see you on AGT, and you were just, uh, you know, you really were a standout, and I'm personally disappointed that you didn't get further, but and you deserve to go further, but, you know, unfortunately, when you leave it to America, you can't always, you know, get that. A lot of people, <laughs> I think, that should have went through, you know, didn't, unfortunately, and it's a shame. But I'm hoping that this is going to be a, a great start for you to really get your career going. Um, yeah, I really hope so too. I'm not um, too upset about it. I'm I'm proud of how I did and uh, how far oh, I yeah, made it and great. everything. And yeah, so Absolutely. you know, it wasn't like um, it wasn't like a sad experience when I left. I was like, oh, this is great, and hopefully, you know, my career it can only go up. Definitely, definitely. So let's start out from kind of the beginning. I really like to do a timeline and get people an opportunity to learn about who you are as a person. And then we're going to get into, of course, you know, how you became interested in comedy and, you know, got to AGT. So tell me a little bit about sure. yourself. I read that you grew up in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Um, yeah, and I um, I moved around in Rhode Island a lot. Um, uh, I lived in Bristol, um, Rhode Island. I lived in Warwick. Uh, my parents were kind of always moving us around. Um, it was a great place why to was, start comedy. Why was that? Um, but, I don't I, I'm know. sorry to interrupt. Uh, why were your parents moving Oh, no, no. I don't know. know. I think that maybe, <laughs> okay. they, maybe they just wanted me to uh, be miserable. I don't <laughs> But, uh, well, yeah. That, well, I mean, well, it, yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it related to career stuff? You know, were they moving because of jobs or... Um, yeah, I think it was because maybe my dad had got a job, but it was very, it was very strange because it was like we moved from um, Bristol when I was in fourth grade, and then we um, moved to uh, Providence um, until like ninth grade, and then I moved back um, to Bristol. So it was yeah. kind of it was strange. So it's like I kind of got all of my awkward um, phases out of the way in a different place, right. which was nice, you know. Right. <laughs> nice. So tell me about yourself, you know, growing up. Uh, what were some of the interests you had? You know, again, as a young kid, talking like grammar school years, you know, were you interested in any specific sports or hobbies? Um, yeah, I mean, I always, you know, played sports. I always played baseball. Um, I, one of my favorite things was um, looking for salamanders uh, <laughs> under rocks. Okay. I used to do that a lot. Climb trees. Yeah, just like normal uh, kids stuff, I guess you know, getting into trouble. <laughs> what type of trouble? What types of things did you get yourself into? Oh, I don't know. Um, when I was a kid, let's see. Um, I would, let's see. Um, well, my brother would torture me. I had an older brother. And uh, okay. I would always try to play pranks on him to get him back, you know. But then my parents would never see what I would do, they would just, uh, I mean, they would never see, like, what he would do. They'd only see, like, what I would do, right. but I was getting in trouble, right? <laughs> so, of course. But just, like, doing, like, putting, like, gross things in his food or something, you know, like my hair. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know. Just 
Yeah, things like that. Because this is something <laughs> from an early age that you were kind of, you know, just kind of joking around and, you know, pushing people's buttons, so to speak, right? Right, yeah. I was like, oh, you want to be a jerk? Well, you better, you know, watch your cereal because I just I put something in there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other um, siblings besides your older brother? Um, no, that's it. Just uh, one older. Is he's five okay? years older than me. Yeah, and uh, okay. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's all right. <laughs> you get along with him now? Um, yeah, not really. Kinda. Like he's kind of the yeah. he's kind of the exact opposite of me. You know, he's like what very he scary and like a big dude. Um, I, he's like a machinist. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you got. But uh, yeah, he's like an art. He's like an artist. He likes to draw a lot and stuff like that. But uh, as far as comedy, I don't think he thinks I'm very funny. <laughs> oh, well, you have a huge audience and fan base out there. So um, so tell me again, as we're talking about yourself as a kid and, you know, you like to look for salamanders and you like baseball, which is cool. Were you considered like the class clown? You know, what was school like for you growing up? Um, it was always, you know, pretty difficult because I was never, um, you know, I was never a good student as far as like grades. I kind of, you know, okay. would just sit there and, and doodle, you know, while the teacher was talking Aww. and then, then they'd ask you questions and you'd be like, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so that happened right. to me a lot. Well, why was that? It was that just because you weren't really interested in school, you weren't the type of person who was, you know, someone who wanted to be quote unquote the student and interested or did you did you struggle with being able to pay attention and stuff like that? Yeah, I think that's what it was and I've always like known that I wanted to do something, you know, special or you know, mm-hmm. like even when I was that young, like I knew I was like, I'm gonna do something like important <laughs> But you yeah, know, like you... I don't need school because I'm gonna be like a special person. <laughs> so and what was kinda of crazy was, to think about it you... now. No, um, no. I what were you thinking about as a kid, like daydreaming back then when you were a little kid, like reflecting back? What was that special thing that you wanted to do? Well, I always wanted to play music. Like I would um, lock myself in my room and then put my headphones on, and then I would make pretend, like play the air guitar and sing along, you know? Okay. <laughs> and um, Great. yeah, to like, you know, different uh, music that I liked, and I would just pretend that I was there and like everyone was watching me and and stuff. And I did that Aww. until I was probably about 13 or something. <laughs> until, okay. like, my mom walked in on me and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> did you, um, no, but, I mean, I think a lot of kids, you know, have fantasies about, you know, like you said, being on stage, and maybe it's not ironic that you're there now, you know what I mean? And you're having this amazing opportunity, and you are talented. Um, as it, Did you play any instruments, or did you ever, you know, try to do anything musically growing up? Actually, uh, my parents uh, bought my brother a guitar, which he just threw under the bed, you know. So, like, one day I found it, and it only had, like, two strings on it, and I would just, like, play that all the time. And, uh, I and you know, when I was in, like, seventh grade, I was, like, in bands, but we never knew, like, that you needed to tune the guitar, like, to each other. (laughs) So it was just, like, you know, banging on things, and I'm sure it drove, like, my parents crazy. (laughs) Aww. But, okay, so you, you dabbled in music a little bit. Did you just self-train yourself, or did you get any lessons? Um, No, I never got lessons. I just did it all, like, with the Internet and everything. I just learned chords all on my mm-hmm. own, and uh, 
and uh, yeah, and then I would just, um, I would, you know, I had bands, and then for a while I played by myself, just like singing all alone, and then that's kind of how I got into comedy, where it was like, I couldn't really have a band where, you know, it's like I couldn't trust people to be as serious as right. me. But I was right. like, okay, yep. you know what, I could do something on my own. And that's kind of how I started doing comedy. Like, oh, I don't need to lug around this guitar or, you know, I could just, like, go I up know. with my joke book and, you know, just say whatever I want. I don't have to depend on, you know, are these guys going to show up for practice today or, you know? Exactly. I Believe me, I was, I did music for, you know, I still do it, but not, like you said, with bands and stuff because that was the biggest difficulty for me was just, finding people that were professional and reliable. And, yeah, that was really challenging. So I can totally appreciate where you're coming from. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I always like a lot, like I always felt like I was the only one serious about it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. hey, why don't you guys yep. want to do this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I know. I know what you mean. And we're going to get into the comedy <laughs> stuff because I know, again, you've only been doing this for, you know, again, you've, you've come a long way from only three years and we'll – definitely start diving into that shortly so you get through like you said you're moving around a lot you get through grammar school middle school high school right you graduate high school uh yeah just about (laughs) just about about. about. yeah so so what are your i'm not no no i know you're laughing about it and i don't want you to think by by any means that i'm laughing at you at all um but i know you're just telling me how you struggled okay okay um so you just, you know, like you said, you, you kind of get through high school. And what were your, you know, when you're a senior, you you know, you're kind of winding down in high school. What were your plans? What were you, you know, looking to do in terms of were you going to go to, like, a tech school or try to go to college or what was your plans after high school? Um, I, you know, at that point, I was like, I'm going to be a musician. You know? So I was like, school, like, college wasn't even, like, a thought in my mind. I was just like, I'm going to okay. be famous you know (laughs) and um okay yeah so I never even thought like never had a backup plan as far as like I'm gonna you know I think maybe I'll go to college and you know because like nothing even like going to school for music to me was just like that's crazy like you don't you just feel music (laughs) and you do it like nobody you can't teach that So, yeah, and and everybody was, I think a lot of people were worried about me. It's like, what is Derek going to do? Like, he's going to be a bum probably. <laughs> Aww. Well, what, what were your parents, I mean, in terms of, you know, like you said, get, you know, getting through high school and were they trying to talk to you about, you know, what are some of your interests? What do you want to do? Was there anyone that you would say, you know, I don't want to say supportive, but, you know, was there anyone there that you felt you could go to and try to bounce some ideas off of or someone that might encourage you to get involved in something? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they were supportive, but they were always like, you need a backup plan. You know, I mean, that's what parents right. like say and everything. But sure. I always got a lot of support from, like, my grandmother, who was, was like, you know, she always was like, you're going to do it. I believe in you. And uh, So I right. always, like... You know, I um, she was like my go-to person. Like, okay, well, tell me I'm gonna be, you know, good. <laughs> awesome. No, that's great, and I love the bit you did with your grandma and this whole thing, and that was great. Oh, and I right, wish I could yeah. play some of that stuff, Derek. I would, but again, I just, you know, I have kind of reservations just because, you know, it's through AGT, and I'm not the type of person who wants to, you know, risk playing stuff that's already kind of there, so to speak. So, but I, I want to yeah. tell. While we're talking, I want to just tell people, 
you know, the audience who's listening or whoever tunes into the podcast to definitely check Derek out and go to YouTube and Google him and, you know, check out his, uh, his stand-up routine on uh, AGT because it's some great material that he does. Uh, yeah, I don't have um, too much as far as like my um, like comedy comedy on there because I sort of had a lot of stuff on there, and then I was like, well, you know, because it, it was just like it would be like me performing in front of two people or something. And I was like, oh, this kind of doesn't seem very professional. I should probably, you know. And then I had my own public access show um, for a while, okay. and I had those episodes. Up. Yeah, I had those episodes, up, but AGT was like, do you think you could maybe take those down? <laughs> And I was like, well, okay. what did you? That's interesting because I mean, when I was, you know, again, I googled you and I, I looked through a handful of, you know, pages and, and links and stuff just to kind of do some research and get some information on you. What were you doing when you say a public access show? Like, what was it? Um, it was kind of, it was almost like a mix between it was like a children's show slash like an adult. It was like every, you know, twenty seconds something new was happening in it. Um, you know, and I would just like, um, like make up skits and um, have puppets, lots of puppets and uh, songs. Wow. Yeah, and then like, well, the one thing that they didn't like was that I had a video of me like playing with dolls. Like you couldn't see the me, but you could just see the dolls. And it was about like this, this super, it was called The Adventures of Super Baby. And it was like about this baby who saves all these dolls <laughs> and they were like they messaged me and they said this is a huge red flag can you take this down but I don't think they liked that I, and I was like yeah I didn't understand I was just like why because I'm playing with dolls like like America is going to well, be like ah oh, we don't like this person <laughs> no no well here's my question and and I know I saw when you called in I don't know if you heard me in the intro I'm actually a clinical psychologist and so my my question would be, content-wise, what was going on with these dolls that they might have been, like you said, taken well, back a little bit or kind of looking strangely at it? I think it was because they were naked. <laughs> um, but that's just how I, like, it's not like I made them naked. They were just, like, when I got them. Because I used to work in, um like, a, like an antique store um, slash, like, consignment okay. store for about five years. And, you know, so I would, when no, nobody would buy the toys or something, I would take them all home. So... So, so yeah, I think it was because maybe they were naked, like it was a naked doll or something. Yeah, like, that could, oh, be, play with that that. could be unusual, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's not like you saw me. And then I did like I would, you know, overdub the vo- the voices so they didn't sound like me. It was like a high pitched voice and the doll, you know, and <laughs> and I made my own music for them with keyboards and. In wow. the back. You know, so it wasn't like something, it was just like, oh, just me, like, edited, and, you know, right, it took right. a lot of time to make, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, but so they were like, this is a red have flag. These. You just had to pull them down from the internet? Right, yeah, like, I, um, I would make my own discs, um, like, DVDs, and it'd have three episodes on it, and, um, okay. I still have a bunch of them, but I'd make each one different, like, every, um, okay. uh, like every um, cover would be a different thing that I would make. Like I would cut them out personally and make like a collage on them. And so it was like very wow. personal when I would give, you know, give them to people. I'd be like, okay, this is the one that has a cat and a, you know, a, a unicorn on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really, and maybe that's why I couldn't really find that stuff because that's really interesting. I'm so glad that you actually brought that up. Now, now that AGT and I don't, and again, you, you feel free, Derek, to share what you want to share. I'm not going to probe. But now that you're not on EGT, 
are you under some type of a contract? Can you put this stuff back up at some point? Um, I think I can basically do whatever. You know, it's kind of like as soon as you're off the show, like they don't really speak to you anymore, you know? It's like wow. as soon as I got as soon as I was off the show, it's like my producer won't even like, you know, respond to my emails. <laughs> so I don't oh think they're gosh. really monitoring what I yeah, it's kind of like weird like that. It's like, Oh yeah, we're your best friend and then oh, you got eliminated like I don't even remember, you know, speaking to you. It's wow. like that. It's like they kind of just toss you away. Like, you know, you never That's even crazy. have contact. Right. It's strange. It's very strange. Yeah, it's strange. Because it's like you kind of make friends with these people. And you're like, oh, these are my friends. I think. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you realize, then you realize, like, uh, I guess not. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, you, you'll you see as you get more and more involved in the entertainment industry, just, you know, you meet some very interesting personalities, so to speak, along the way. Um, you know, a lot of narcissism, a lot of kind of manipulative stuff, and it's a shame. Um, because Yeah, I mean, I, un- yeah, I think I understand, you know. I mean, that's like their jobs, and it's like, you know, they're right. not, that's what, you know, it's like that's what they have to do. So it's not like, sure. Sure. you know, so I'm not too upset, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you got, hey, I'll have to, you know, and sometime maybe off the air because I don't want to, you know, talk about it on the air but you know you got back to me right away and I could you know right away when you when I asked you you know hey would you like to come on for an interview and I offered it to you and you were like you know I could just tell your spirit you were just so positive and like sure I'd love to and I was like you know and I could already kind of tell that about you just from watching you on tv and stuff but it was pretty cool just to see you engaging like that too you know even though I didn't even know oh you. yeah um, so I mean like to me, that yeah, I love a lot about you Right, I love it when people come up to me or they, like, recognize me. Or, like, you know, even after Radio City that night, I stayed outside of Radio City for, like, four hours, like, taking wow. pictures with everyone and making sure, like, anyone who wanted to take a photo with me, like, got to. There would be, like, lines of people, and it would just be, like, one after another. And I was like, this is amazing. And, you know, if somebody asked me for my autograph, I wouldn't just write my name. Like, I would sit there for, like, five minutes and draw them, like, a whole picture of, like, you know, right. a banana, and, like, <laughs> so I was just like, oh, this is so great that, you know, people want to, people want to talk to me. <laughs> well, that, and, and the cool thing is, too, that, you know, you're a very grounded person, you know, I don't get the sense of you being some, like, narcissistic, you know, egotistical person, and, and people appreciate that authenticity, too, and that's going to, I'm telling you, Derek, that's going to, you know, go a long way with you, because, you know, you see I a lot of talented so. people out there. <laughs> No, definitely. I mean, believe me, I've went to tons of comedy shows, tons of, you know, seeing bands and stuff, and, you know, you meet a lot of arrogant people, and it's a shame because they're so talented sometimes, but their personality totally just turns you off, and it's like, ugh. You know, and and then you kind of, like, overlook their talent because you're just so taken back by, you know, how they act as a person. So, no, I really think that's a valuable thing that that you have, and it's, it's natural. It's not something that you're putting on. And uh, I think it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm try. You know, I, I just, um, I like like and respect anybody who like, you know, um, you know, all of all of my fan, like any fans. You know, it's hard for me to even say like I have fans. You know, like that's how. You, <laughs> you know, you it's do. like hard for me to even think like, oh, you know, because I'm not like that. Like just like you said, right. you know, I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, people are like, oh, you know, this huge thing, and I'm just like, well. 
I'm still kind of like doing shows for nobody and like I'll still I'll never stop you know what I mean I still do open mics every night people are like oh you're on the show you must be getting all these huge shows in front of millions of people I'm like not really you know <laughs> it's like um that, yeah I'm still doing the yeah. same things I did before the show you know right and that takes time like you like you'll see I mean all that stuff takes time you're you're just starting out to really you know get your name out there and you oh. know, I give you credit I mean that's a short period of time to get where you are it's it's amazing. I mean, Derek, I've interviewed many national bands, artists, comedians, and most of the stories tell me, you know, at least 10 to 12 years, if not longer, right. before these people start to really, you know, get some traction. So you should really oh, you know, take a moment sometimes and reflect on that because it's something to definitely be proud of. Right. I mean, I say is. that all the time. Like, I'm just like, I'm just an open micer. I've only been doing it three years. Like, it's going to take me like 10 more just to, you know, get good. <laughs> That's like what I tell people, you know, because I'm like, I, you know, because it does take a very long time to, you know, be successful as a comedian for sure. Right. But I mean, every, it's all relative to every person. It might take you five years. It might take someone else 12. I mean, it's all relative. So you, I'm just saying on average, mm-hmm. it, it's an interesting theme that I see, you know, when I interview, you know, some of these established people that have been around for a long time. It's just interesting because like you, you know, you just have this allure and this kind of delusion that these people, you know, just kind of lucked out and got up and running and were a huge success. And when you hear their stories, it's it's pretty much the opposite. So Right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's digress a little bit. Let's talk about so you get through high school, you're dabbling in music and um when do you move to Connecticut? Tell me a little bit about, you know, what's going on transition wise, what are you doing for work, and then we'll start to delve into the comedy stuff. Okay. Um well uh, my girlfriend and I, Marielle, we we moved to um, North Carolina um, from Rhode Island, and um, okay. so we moved there for about two weeks because <laughs> a friend of ours said, hey, I have a room for rent, and we were like, okay, great. So we get there, and then it's the living room, and it has no doors, and, uh, <laughs> oh my and then... Gosh. Yeah, and then um, so we moved all the way there, and then, like, the landlord came two days later and was like, why are people living in the living room? They need to, like, get out of here. So basically we had nowhere else to go, and uh, Mariel had some family. Um, Her dad lived in Connecticut. So we ended up there, and, um, you know, as soon as I got there, I kind of landed, like, this, you know, my security job guarding the parking lot. Um, and then, right. And I want to get into that. So digress a little bit. So you've been with your girlfriend for about three years and you guys met in Rhode Island. Yeah, we met in Rhode Island. She was also, um, doing music. Like she was in bands too. And that's kind of how we met each other. Yeah. We were both doing uh, bands. What what does she do? Like, is she a singer? Does she play an instrument? Um, she plays, um, um, uh, uh, you know, bass, but mostly she's, um, saxophone and clarinet wow. and she went to school. She's like a, a tech, you know, musician repair person. I don't know the right word for it, but <laughs> she can cool. like fix, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, brass instruments and all that stuff. So is that what she's doing right now? Is she's working on, you know, being a tech with instruments? Is she still playing out live or in a band or anything? Um, well, we have like some musical things that we do together, but actually she's also, um, she also went to school to be a medical assistant. So that's what she's oh, cool. doing right now. It's, I know it's hard to b- believe that she's like, 
you know, puts up with me. <laughs> no, no, she was, she seemed very supportive. You know, she's, again, I think, you know, a good match for you, definitely from what I saw, you know, on ADT, um, you know, the interaction with you guys and stuff. So, no, it's great. Okay, so you guys met in Rhode Island and moved to North Carolina for uh, a couple of weeks, and that didn't right. work out, so then you go to live with her dad? Yep. Is that what happened? You go to live with her dad? Okay. And then, yep, now we're basically still living there, yeah. <laughs> okay, and how long have you guys been there now? Um, Just a little bit over a year. Okay. Something like okay. that, yeah. So uh, too long, too long. <laughs> I know. Well, but again, I'm sure once you guys find the right situation, you know, and, and get to where you need to be, I'm sure you guys will be able to transition out. Is it is it challenging living with him? Oh yeah, he um, yeah. you know, he doesn't think I'm funny at all. He you know, he he like watched my video and was like, oh yeah, people were groaning, huh, for all your jokes, and I was like, no, they weren't. <laughs> he like tries to make me feel bad like oh yeah well, was I had to watch you know he's like I had to watch it like four or five times and I was you know because oh, he didn't gosh. understand my jokes and I'm like I barely graduated high school like how can you not understand my jokes like I feel like I'm a I'm a <laughs> dumb person <laughs> no you're not but I know what you're saying your jokes are pretty but you know it's funny I even notice with your jokes sometimes and I'm just I'm just a little slow on the up, slow so to speak on the uptake when it comes to sometimes comedy and I love comedy but even when I listen to you it's, your stuff is very quick it's very witty and sometimes you do need to make a moment to make the connection and be like oh wow and then you laugh because it is funny but sometimes because yeah. you're so quick in the way you tie things together it is actually very intelligent how you do it um, you know so maybe it does take time for people to get in and maybe Derek to be honest maybe he's a little I don't know. Envious of you? What does he do? I don't know. He um, he's actually retired now, but he uh, worked for like the state. Um, okay. Yeah, helping uh, helping people and stuff. So he's you know he's a a nice person, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but I was gonna say, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, but, like my last performance was really tough for me because um, really um, I didn't want to tell like they, I had jokes ready and then. Like a, two days before I got there, they made me write the New York jokes. And I was like, you know, I didn't live in New York or anything, you know, and I never tried them out in front Wait. of anybody. But they were just like, they were just like, oh, um, yeah, you're coming to New York, so can you write New York jokes? And I was like, well, I guess so. And then I wanted to do different ones, but then they like told me, no, it's going to be great. These, you know, and then it like, that didn't go so great, I feel like. But. I don't know. Oh, that's, that's interesting because you don't have free reign. Because, again, I, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes on these shows. I would think that you guys, whether it's a musician or magician or whatever you guys are doing, that it's your choice. But you're saying that people will try oh, to yeah. kind of coach you and push you in a certain direction? Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, they, it's, I, I, mean I, I don't Ooh. care about saying anything because, like, whatever. Right. But it's like... They, they like, pick the song for the musician, and then when you play it, they ridicule you and say, why did you pick that song? That song doesn't work for you. And it's like, well, you told me to do it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow, it's really interesting. It's weird. Because sometimes I'm sitting there saying, why did that person, you know, especially with a little bit of a music background myself like you, I'd be like, 
that was just not a good choice. Like that is just right. Good. And wow. yeah, and it's like, and it's because and, you know, and it's just like they're they tell them what to play, and then they ridicule you for picking. It's like so crazy, but I mean that's just how they make reality well, TV. I guess. Yeah, and I think that's you know just seeing what happened to a couple of the people you know that that didn't make it further when people anticipated they would. And some people saying that some of their stuff was kind of cut up, where it made it look like they did even worse than they really did, which is, that's even oh, better, yeah. that they would do and that. Like, that's, wow. Right, and then yeah. you would, like, that you'd have an acoustic person, you know, like um, Jacob, and he would sing, like, Free Falling, and then you'd watch it live, and they added all this music to it. Like, they added drums and bass, and you're like, that wasn't there when he played live, like... <laughs> And you know? Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And like, and half of it, it's like the bands are probably like the people are probably playing their instruments, but the bands behind them are not. You know, like Miguel Dakota is like the Beatles thing. Like those guys aren't playing that music live. <laughs> They're not. No. Really? And like the strings oh and stuff. God. Yeah, it's like I think it's all it's all just like oh like maybe he was playing Very... the guitar. You know what I mean? But like you know, yeah. you see the so the backup musicians. Track? Yeah, and you see them like rocking out and it's like you know, it's like you can't be jumping around and have it sound so perfect. Right. Like, you know? <laughs> right. No, I know what you mean. I right. Yeah. But I so I would my impression was that they would be doing that when it's that's that's disappointing, but interesting. Well, I mean, thank you for enlightening us to some of the, you know, background yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, song, cause it, go ahead. they might try and sue me, but I don't, you know, have anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just well, a again, person, I don't, so. and I'm not trying to press for stuff. So, I, like I said, you know, you share what you feel comfortable sharing. I'm not, I love Howard Stern, but the difference is I just, I don't have that, kind of pressure, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm more kind of low-key when it comes to, you know, letting you, my guests, talk about what they want to. Right. I Yeah, um, I just, like, hate, I hate to seem, like, bitter or something because it's not like that. It's just, like, people just believe, like, oh, you know, like, this is real. And it's like, well, it's being real. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, unfortunately, reality TV, and I, I remember this is crazy because I was, you know, I was, in my doctorate program, I was on internship when, you know, reality TV was just trying to, you know, it was starting to make a little bit of a wave. And I'll never forget one of the interns that I was with in, in the doctorate program that said, oh, this stuff is never going to last. And I said, oh, believe me, it's going to last and it's going to get worse and it's probably going to start taking over TV. And interestingly, fast forward, you know, five to eight years later, it has, you know what I mean? So, Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like on every channel. It's crazy. Right. There's always but, something, um, whether it's cooking yeah. or whatever it is. Right. I mean, so I'm a big uh, Jersey Shore of... fan, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> well, Are I you really? You and your girlfriend, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where, yeah, oh. I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. Now, are you like, I'll tell you um, a little... where? They're like on the uh, boardwalk there. I forget. Oh, they're like at Seaside, I think, on that show. Right? Is that what it's called? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they were in Seaside. Yeah. Oh. Not to give too much away, I'll, I'll send you a message, you know, off the air and give you a little bit more about where I live because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm by the shore, but, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so so you're in Connecticut. 
you get it? How do you get this job as a security guard? Tell us a little bit about this position, and then we'll start really starting to delve into the comedy. Oh, sure. Um, basically, I saw like an ad on Craigslist, like, oh, security guard, and I was like, well, um, yeah, I'll try that. And then I got there, <laughs> and um, they were just like, so do you have a security guard card? And I was like, no. I didn't know you needed one. Um, and then they hired me that day, even though I didn't have one. And then <laughs> so I got one like a week later or something. But it was just like, okay. okay, can you be there tomorrow? And then I just, and that was it. And um, I worked there for like and a year, and it was just. <laughs> how, and what were your hours? You're, you're guarding an empty parking lot. What is the, what's behind this parking lot that you're supervising? Well, it's actually and what are your hours? for, um, yeah, um, I at, at first, when I first started working, um, I did the 4 p.m. to midnight shift. Uh, wow. And uh, and basically, um, it's for FedEx, where it was like, oh, kind okay. of what I did was, um, I like, you know all the numbers on the trucks? <laughs> basically, when they would come out, I would write down every number, like the truck, like all the dolly numbers, all that stuff, and then they would leave. But um. At the end, I only started because like after a while, I was like I'd work five days, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is awful." Like then I'd work four days, you know, and like I'd slowly dwindle down <laughs> to, and then I'd be like, "Yeah, I can only work two days." Um, <laughs> and so I worked on the weekend, and nobody was there on the weekend, so all I did was just sit in the booth, um, and that's it. And for a long time, we didn't even have a booth. Like um, during the winter, they made me sit under a tent. Oh, my gosh. All, and and so I worked the night shift at that point. So I worked from um, midnight oh. to 7 in the morning. And I would just sit under wow. a tent or in my car in with like, the heat on. Right. What was that? Oh, my gosh, Derek. No, I was going to say, in the bitter cold, you're sitting under a tent. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. And then when it became summer, they finally opened up the booth because, like, someone had complained that there was black mold in there. <laughs> I was just like, oh I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Like, ugh. and then they Aww. basically fired me for taking off too much time because I was like, I got to go for two weeks, and they were just like, oh well, then you're fired. <laughs> I was like, okay, it was almost like a so blessing. Well. In some ways, it's good to reframe it like that because the opportunity you got. So were you laid off prior to ADT? Is that what you're saying? Because you said you had to go away for a couple of weeks. Was that the ADT stuff that was going on? Yeah, it was basically like, oh, okay. I had to, because I um, first I went to L.A. and then I had to take off, you know, days for that. And then I went to New York and then I had to take off days right. for that. And then, like, it was kind of before Radio City where they were just like, okay, you can't take off any more time. It's just like, well, I'm doing it because I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> wow. So who, so. and I read a little bit, but I want you to tell me, who inspires you to, I mean, was this was this your idea? Or was it someone you're related to that that says to you, you know, they think you should try out to AGT or they at least alert you that there's auditions going on? Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got involved and even considering trying out for it. Um, actually, uh, my mom called me while I was at work, uh, <laughs> and said, Hey, they're auditioning tomorrow in Providence. Um, you should just go down and do it. So I actually like called my boss and was like, can I take the day off out of work tomorrow? <laughs> and, uh, and I went and, um, I actually had like a 104 degree fever when I went, I was I read so that you were sick. sick with the flu. 
Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I was so sick. I was probably delirious and acting crazy, <laughs> I'm sure. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, and then I somehow, you know, sat through, like, eight hours or, you know, six hours, whatever it was, and, like, kept making it um, through, like, little auditions. Like, you would audition for one person behind a computer, and then they'd be like, okay, go. And then you'd do it, and then you'd be like, wow. okay, um, you know, oh, can you do another one? And then you'd sit there for another three hours until they were ready for you <laughs> for the second one. Gotcha. And then, um, yeah, and then they kind of just kept stringing me along in emails being like, so, like, we liked it, but we're not saying yes yet. So, like, you know, keep it in mind, it could happen. And then, like, four days before L.A., they were like, okay, yeah, you're going to L.A., like, three days. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, in, in three days, you have to basically get your own ticket, correct, and... Well, yes, they paid for, they paid for me. They paid for uh, my okay. flight, but they didn't pay for like Marielle. So I had to. We had right. to, you know, pay for that. Gotcha. But I mean, it's crazy because she's a gotcha. big part of my story too. Yeah, you I know, know. It, it. She is. She's a huge part. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's, so that's I thought, amazing. you know, that's, that's great. Right. Yeah. So it was on a whim, and I really, honestly, had never seen the show before. <laughs> I only started watching it when they told me, like, yes. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I should, like, study some of this and see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> see like, what awesome. the show was about. Yeah, because I had never seen it. I had no idea who, like, Taylor was. I knew who Tom Cotter was. Um, okay. Just because he had been okay. doing comedy for, like, 20 years. Right. Or 15 exactly. years, something like that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. On a that's, whim, uh, I think. That's awesome. <laughs> So when do you, you start doing comedy, like you said, about three years ago. So what, you know, when do you get up the, you know, let's say the confidence, so to speak, or the nerve to just, you know, go out and start performing and, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, crafting your first jokes and things like that, like what inspires you and, and how do you come up with these witty, quick one-liners that you do? Well, like when I first started comedy, um, I did like I was uh, I called myself like a karaoke, like karaoke man. Well, basically, like okay. I I like would bring up like a boombox that had like Marvin Gaye and like Hall and Oates songs, and then I would just sing the songs and dance around, and that was like my first thing, like my first comedy thing. Um, okay. <laughs> and that's like what I did for a little while, and then I kind of how I started writing was just like I hear a certain word. Or something, because once you start writing jokes, it's like you're in joke mode constantly. Okay. Like every time you hear something, you're like, "Oh, how is that a joke? How is that word a joke?" You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And then that's when I just started like writing jokes. And then I probably had like you know five jokes, so it was probably like a minute long. But I would go do a five minute open mic, and I'd only have like five jokes, and then I'd have to do like silly things, like I would you know, take my shoe off and then take my sock off and then put my nose in my sock and then put my sock back on. <laughs> like, just to, like, do, just to, like, make people laugh without actually having to tell jokes because I really didn't have any. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, Derek, just to digress, I mean, talking about putting these one-liners and things together, I mean, it is a talent you have. So how do you... I'm always just fascinated. Like, I know when... I don't, do you listen to Howard Stern? Do you have Sirius Radio or anything? Like um, not really. No, okay. Well, he always asks, and I, I always ask these types of questions, too. I'm always interested in the person's craft, whether it's a musician composing a song or, again, you know, how you get the technique, so to speak, because it is a talent, and it is very intelligent what you're doing because not everyone can do that. So 
you know, where where do you start to see that, hey, I, I have this knack for doing this? Um, you, you know, I, it's tough to say, but it's like, it's kind of like as soon as I started, um, you know, I kind of got like people to like me like immediately, which is sort of hard, you know, because, you know, people usually, you know, their first time at open mic, they go up and then they, you know, you bomb or something. Right. But somehow right. I, I would like do okay. And then I, and then people would be like, oh yeah, you're like, cause you know, Richard Pryor would say like, you don't have to be funny. You just have to be interesting. You know, and that, and that, like, really, like, hit me where I was like, oh, okay, like, dumb puns or something. Because that's what I like, you know. I like, like, right. you know, and it's like, oh, that's too stupid to even say. Like, that's where I'm, like, I'm a, the first one to say it, you know. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think, I think Howie definitely pointed that out with you. And it was, you know, before I brought you on the air, I just, you know, I, I went on to YouTube and stuff, and I was watching, again, just the performances you did. And, you know, personally, I actually, when I watched the the last round that you had in the quarterfinals, I actually thought it was really good. I mean, as I sat there and I was really, you know, listening and paying attention again from, you know, when I watched it on the actual TV, um, I thought it was really good, actually. And I think Howie, when he described, remember, he was going over the difference between a comedian and a comic and, you know, really bringing to light, it's not just about being funny. It's it's having that character that you have and, and that in and of itself makes you even funnier. So, you know, I think there is something to be said, like you're saying for that. It's not just the jokes, it's the whole package. Right, right. And that's like how, yeah, that's like how I try and portray it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to say like, you know, some dumb stuff, but some some of, a couple of them in there are going to be funny, you know? <laughs> right. Well, no, I think, I think it's all funny, but like, like how he was saying, it's, it's, you and and how you do it and how you deliver it and your presentation. I mean, it's all that stuff together that, you know what I mean, right. completes the joke. And, and even stuff. that, like that, that one, I mean, you can even tell the difference because, you know, even um, in that one, you, they, they, they also told me, they're like, can you write more segues, which is like something I never do, you know, like what's it would just be like a, a joke. What's a segue? Well, it's like, you're like, I'm like, oh, speaking of crazy people, like my grandma's crazy. You know, it's like, it's not part of the joke. You're just trying to like get each joke to, you know, like tween to make it the next joke flow. Which is not not something I do. I just tell jokes, you know, I never, I just tell a joke and then the one will not be related at all. You know, it's not like there. So that's why like in that one, it's like I tell a New York thing and then I'm like, yeah, so it's like it made me uncomfortable a little bit, you know, because it wasn't like what I, you know, I felt like, oh, they're just, they're trying to change me here. I don't know. Um, That's a shame. So, yeah. Because you're going, you're going into the quarterfinals, you know what I mean? There's enough anxiety-provoking stuff in general going on. I mean, you're in front of this huge live audience and, yeah, to now kind of be throwing these curveballs at you where you're trying to change your style a little bit, so to speak. Right. It's um, like, oh, change, yeah, your, change your style, and can you write new jokes that you've never tried in front of anybody, but you're going to do them in front of, like, 10 million people? <laughs> so I was just like, now, what okay, if you did? You know? Do you, you um, kind of have to? Yeah, well, you're always thinking, mm-hmm. like, well, I might make it. You know, so, like, right, I don't want to right. make them angry or something. But, like, right. they were, you know, even after my performance, you know, they stick a camera in your face, and they're like, Derek, how do you think it went? 
And I'm like, well, you know, I think I did okay. I think I went good. And they're just like, no, right. really. Like, it, how did it went? It went bad, right? And I was like, I guess so. And then they go, oh can you call gosh. your girlfriend? Can you call your girlfriend and ask her if she still loves you? <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, are you oh, kidding me? Oh, wow. Yeah. A, so I was, and that's I was why upset I find, I mean, about that. Again, if you're interested, we'll have to talk off the air because I'm just, I'm very interested in the psychology behind entertainment and media and I'm actually in talks with some people maybe doing some consulting work which which I would love to do with my background you know more educational types of things for web series or or film or things like that I love that type of stuff but that's such an interesting paradigm just seeing the psychology and that stuff that goes on behind all the different types of shows wow right it's like yeah they're just trying to get as much drama that's why I like post and say like oh you know I didn't cry enough and like talk about you know how my dad would (laughs) leave me in the middle of nowhere and say you've got to tell jokes and then get home (laughs) you know it's like all about it's more about like your story and if people like feel bad for you and all this stuff it's like just as much well, as your talent, you know? It's like Well, right. And you see Howard a lot, you know, and, and I value what he says when he is, you know, given his, his feedback and I don't God, I don't think it's contrived. But you know, a, a lot of times as you get more into the show and people progress further along, like he says, he wants to see more of the talent rather than just this this background story of and of course that's important how hard you worked and, and some of the struggles you had. That that stuff is important but you know, like you said, when you're getting that far along, it should be your craft that's kind of outshining, not where you come from, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a crazy thing, but, you know, that's just how they do it. I mean, I'm sure you saw, like, Joe Matarisa's, like, video. Yeah, I mean, he was he's such him. a nice guy, and, yep. he's, and he, did, he actually did really, really great. You know, I was there. I watched that performance, you know, and, um, you know, and they just... You know, they edit a lot, and they make it seem like, oh, he didn't tell punchlines. It's like, Joe Matarese is a real comedian. Like, compared to me, he's a a real comedian. Like, uh, you know, it made me, like, you know, kind of upset because people were like, oh, this is bad. And I even commented on his thing, like, this man is a real comedian. Like, I shouldn't even be on the same show as this guy. Like, you know? (laughs) Right. No, I mean, not that, but like you're saying, I mean, right, He's he's been doing that a really long time, and I've had the pleasure of meeting him several times. I, I went to see numerous shows of his, so I do know his acts, and I know his comedy, and even when I saw him, you know, as we're talking about him, come on the show, and I had no idea he was even going to be auditioning. I was like, wow, and I, you know, I, I had like this little thing inside of me that said, you know, he's going to go far because he's been, like you said, he's been doing this so long. And when, and when they showed, like you said, that edited thing, it was just like, what? It was, it was just right. a disappointment. It was shocking. Yeah. I know. Well, it's like, you know, they had, you know, Dan Natterman and they're like, okay, well we have like two middle-aged, you know, guys like, which we got to right. only have one, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's kind of like yeah. how it works, I suppose. You know, they had, like, no, I... Wendy. Wendy's super sweet. She's, like, one of the nicest people ever. And, uh, you know, but they've both been doing It's, like, me, who's been doing it for, like, three and a half years, and then I'm up against somebody who's been doing it for 20. <laughs> and it's, like, of course. that like, you know? <clears throat> no, I know. I know what you're saying. 
So I can't believe, wow, and usually I have breaks and I play, you know, for the music, I play songs and stuff. So this is great, Derek. I mean, we're doing, we're um, running into yeah. 50 minutes. I'm sorry, I'm talking too much, probably. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying it. I'm really, no, I'm very pleased with just how nice it's flowing and going because I'm saying, you know, I usually, hey, it shows a lot for you and it shows a lot for me. We're keeping this thing going really well. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like to just little... be completely honest, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know. <laughs> but. So where are you? I know you said you've been you've been traveling, it sounds like, a lot. You're doing a lot of shows right now. You know, tell us a little bit about, you know, if you want to plug any upcoming shows that you have um, and, you know, what you kind of see yourself doing in the future in terms of are you going to look for management or are you going to continue to manage, I'm assuming, your career on your own right now? Um, yeah, I have, you know, shows uh, coming up, like, um, September 20th, I'm actually opening up for uh, Nick DiPaolo, which is kind of, like, a pretty nice. crazy thing. Um, yeah, and it was a contest um, for a radio station, and uh, they had, like, you know, you got there at 10 in the morning, and then you did comedy at a uh, car dealership. <laughs> and, uh, and, some, and somehow, yeah, somehow I, like, won that. And that's why I got that's that um, that one. So that's September 20th in Seymour, Connecticut, um, at the vi- awesome. Villa Inn at the Bianca. But um, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> it's we were talking about. No, I wanted you to, you know, plug any shows you have coming up, and you know, just fill the audience on, you know, where you see yourself going, in what direction, any other, you know, goals or things that you think you might do comedy-wise. Would you ever get involved in maybe acting? I mean. I definitely think with, you know, your persona, the character that you have, and, and just your authenticity. I mean, you could probably do a lot of different types of stuff with your comedy, you know, in comparison to oh. just doing stand-up. Oh, definitely. You know, I'd like to, you know, get on, um, you know, Last Comic Standing next year. I'd like to have my own um, half-hour, you know, Comedy Central special. I want to get into maybe doing commercials or, you know, sitcoms or anything like that. I'd love to act um anything comedy related you know i'd love to maybe have my own cd out soon so i'm going to be working on all that stuff maybe doing some touring and uh doing as many shows as i can um yeah i have so many like ideas and goals that i you know i'm like i gotta do this like as soon as i was eliminated i was just like okay what's next you know like not even a day had gone by where i was like i need to do something else now (laughs) Well, no, and that's great that you have, again, that that passion and that drive. And, you know, like you said, you weren't bitter in the sense that you got loaded off. You know, it was a great opportunity. And uh, now you're looking to see what you can do next. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I Um, mean, I'm very excited. So if anyone's listening, you know, wants to hire me, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. And are you doing everything on your own right now in terms of, like, booking your own shows and, and managing yourself? Or do you have someone helping out? Um, yeah, I do everything on my own um, as far as booking wow. and all that stuff. I've, yeah, I've had a couple people, you know, who are like, oh, yeah, I'm a talent agent. And then, you know, I look them up and they haven't represented anybody in like 30 years or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> so, I mean, it's right. kind of, I would love for that to happen, but it's just so tough. And, you know, it's it's not so easy where you think, oh, you know, a million people, you know, uh, you know, 11 million people saw me. One of those people are going to call me and they're going to take me under their wing. And like, you know, you got to just go out and do it on your own. And and that's what I'm learning. 
Well, that and network too. You know, it doesn't hurt like you're doing. You're booking your own shows. You're, you know what I mean. You're, you're making your own way to reach out to people and, you know, just try to pitch yourself. And if someone picks you up, great. If not, you continue to do what you're doing. Exactly. You know, yeah. Um, so outside of comedy, it sounds like comedy is pretty much what you're doing full time. So you're not working at all right now, correct? You're just doing comedy. No, I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for jobs and stuff to, you know, do stuff to make money so I can do comedy, you know, because you need, like, money just to get to shows. So, you know, I've been applying at some places. And, you know, it's like in Connecticut, it's so strange. You need, like, two years' experience just to be a dishwasher or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, oh, well, I've been washing dishes my whole life, but never, like, professionally (laughs) or anything. (laughs) Uh, it's a struggle Aww. right now, but uh, yeah, I'm working on it. Again, you, I think you got a lot of good things that are going to be coming your way, and just you know, continue to work hard like you're doing. And yeah, I mean, it's been it's been great having you on the show and interviewing you. And you're, you know, welcome to come back on in the future. You know, if you start to try out for different shows, or you have different things you want to promote, and we could talk about the progress and where things are going with you. Yeah, I would love to. Anytime, just uh, let me know, and uh, I'll do it. <laughs> Great. Great. Yeah, so please, um, Derek, please uh, publish, uh, publish, right, plug. It's been a long day. I work in uh, corrections as a psychologist, so it's it's been long. Um, <laughs> plug for everyone where they can uh, follow you, where, can, where they can find you on the social media sites. Right. Um, yeah, facebook.com slash Derek Santos, B-A-R-I-K-S-A-N-T-O-S. And then I'm on Instagram as Derek Santos. You can see some pictures of cats and stuff that I like to take. And uh, also on Twitter, I'm just at Derek Santos. And I, you know, I post a lot, you know, jokes and all that stuff on there. So if you want to, if you like that type of stuff, I'll be doing that. (laughs) Cool. Very cool. Yeah. And I would appreciate it just if anyone couldn't listen to your live interview. And it was a great interview. Seriously, I would appreciate it if you can, you know, continue plugging it on your pages so that people can, it's free. They can download the podcast, they can stream it, and we'll continue to spread the word about you and get your name out there. Of course. And I'll do the same um, um, about your show. I'll make sure I post it on all my social media things and and get it out there. Hopefully, you know, it it will help and, you know. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, it's been it's been a pleasure talking with you seriously, and I just want to wish you much continued success and and definitely keep in touch because it's it's nice to get to know you personally too. So definitely keep in touch on Facebook and uh, you know it's great if I can help you out in any other way, you know off the air and stuff. Just uh, let me know. So much, and okay. uh, I really appreciate you having me on. <laughs> You're welcome, Derek. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us, and uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. Okay. Great. Have a good day. All right. <laughs> You too. Bye. Much continued success. Bye. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Derek Santos from America's Got Talent. Check him out. Go to Twitter at DerekSantos.com. He also said you can follow him on Instagram and also you can befriend him and like him on Facebook. So thanks so much for tuning in. It was a great interview with him. If for some reason you tuned in a little late, uh, you can download the podcast or stream it after it's over and uh, kindly continue to share it and promote him. Really, a really talented person who's uh, working really hard, um, just like all the other entertainers that I've had the pleasure of interviewing. So I will have some upcoming interviews. Um, 
a bunch in the works, but none solidified yet in terms of uh, scheduling specific dates. But please um, become a fan of The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook, and uh, you can see where the updates are for all the upcoming guests and shows that I have. If you follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman, I will follow you back. And also send me a friend request on Facebook. I have two personal pages, so find the one that's not maxed out. I love to keep in touch with people that way to, um, uh, personally too on Facebook. So thanks for the continued support and uh, tuning into the show. And we will be back soon. So just like I said, become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook and you'll see all the updates there for my upcoming interviews. Thanks so much and have a great night. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.